0: Good evening, everyone. Welcome. Welcome, my friend. Good to see you. Very nice. So, uh, tonight, we'll just ask for any questions. Are there any questions? Yes, Karnamurtha.
1: I was reading yesterday, I read a lot of prayers in this book that uh, I wrote, that I copied. Prayers by Queen Quintin. And uh, I really like those prayers, but I wonder. I was wondering. Um, I'm not on that level, but um, advanced devotees they would pick some prayers that correspond to their, like a Vrindavan prayers from Vrindavan Vasis, and she is um, kind of a dwar- uh, has a different kind of a relationship with Krishna. So I'm just wondering for us prayers. The importance of, say, Queen Kunti's prayers. I mean, there's a couple of prayers here where she talks about hearing and chanting. She talks about reasons for Krishna's appearance, and then she kind of concludes with that—that that, uh, that you appear to help people to ch- hear and chant about your glory. So it's kind of a the importance of those kind of prayers.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> well, yeah. Kunti uh, Devi joy. So. Of course, there are different kinds of prayers, and um, and uh, there are two, in one sense, basic divisions of prayers relative to one's progress. So we have progress within sadhana bhakti, and then there's also progress within bhava bhakti, up to prema bhakti, and the various intensifications of prema that uh, continue and are um, <coughs> excuse me, cultured in the Prakat Lila, hmm? where you have a hands-on association with the uh, paradigmatic figures of the Lila, Krishna's associates. And uh, that, of course, then becomes a portal, if you will, to the Aprakat, or the unmanifest leela, to Goloka, the Bastu city, the ultimate <coughs> destination of the sadhaka <coughs> in our uh, line. so, while I've given two divisions, prayers for the that characterize or are more suitable or pertain more to the status of the sadhaka and those that pertain more to one who's attained bhava <coughs> that would the latter would continue up through the the, the progression I mentioned. so, to make the basic division. The, uh, within the sadhana, the focus is, is submission. It's uh, sharanagati, shraddha. Shraddha, of course, is, means uh, faith, and uh, faith is, uh, is the vehicle, really, for uh, attaining our ideal. It comes to us through good association. While there are, there is faith in every mode of nature, and faith, by its nature, if you will, is sattvic. The mind, manas, if you will, within the antakaran, the subtle body, is a transformation of hankar and sattva, and. Um, Krishna explains this in, in the Gita with regard to Arjuna's question about about faith. What about people who have faith but don't follow scripture, basically? So, um, he explains, as I like to cite sometimes, "Shraddho ayam purusha, a person is their, their faith. And faith is virtuous, being of a sattvic nature. Hmm, in general, even though there may be rajasic, tamasic, in sattvic faith, that's why sometimes people say, well, at least he believed in something. <laughs> because it, the conviction, if you will, to use another word for it, allows us to move forward. So suspicion leads to suspension, faith is the animating principle in life. Mm-hmm. And if we get, well, while well, the Gita, Krishna speaks of faith in, in Thomas Rajas, in Sattva, in the Gita, in Uddhava Gita, he goes on in the Bhagavatam and says, and then faith in me, this is of the nirgun nature. So this kind of faith we get through Sattva Sangha, and this is then the birth of our um, uh, bhakti and the course, right? So faith, then, we're trying to, if you will, by speaking about it, make it a little less abstract, hmm? Especially in modern society, it's thought to be very abstract, thought to be a deviation from reasoning. When you run of reasoning, you go to faith and belief and superstition and so forth. But uh, we're looking at it quite uh, quite differently. Indeed, we look at as reasoning being most useful, fruitful, and beautiful when it uh, serves as an ornamentation of one's faith. In other words, when we when we, when we have divine faith awakened through the dispensation from the other side, through sadhu sangha, through shastra, that the sadhus represent, we call it shastriya shraddha. So faith in the, in the argument, if you will, in the reasoning, hmm, that reasoning has its limitations hmm, as a guide. Hmm. It's also a product of the gunas, so it can't on of itself be the vehicle to uh, attain a near guna, a, a transcendental um, reality. Hmm? But it has a role to play, and so when faith, as I say, um, serves, or excuse me, when reason serves faith, then it becomes beautiful. We call that um, instead of yukti, which is a Sanskrit term that Prabhupada more or less rendered mental speculation, Shastra Yukti, Yukti means reasoning, so or, so reasoning in accordance with the argument of the scripture that serves to understand its implications in time and place and circumstance um, and uh, you know, what is essential in the dispensation, what may be relative to time and place and so on and so forth. So Shastra Yukti, I think probably may have spoken of it in terms of philosophical Speculation or conjecture. So, philosophy that is tied to revelation really is what we call theology. So, reasoning about the, the, the dispen, divine dispensation, or or what might be termed a perfect way of knowing. In other words, if we want to have perfect knowledge, we need a perfect method. And perfect knowledge should be such that by which we become perfectly happy because actions are informed by knowledge and if we have perfect knowledge then we will act perfectly and be perfectly happy. So we can, I mean it's fairly evident that reason unto itself hasn't worked for making people perfectly perfectly happy but there are good examples of persons who are perfectly happy by means of a transrational approach to the matter that means seeing the limitations of reasoning and rather than going forward with your shoes on, so to speak, taking them off, leaving them at the door, going within through trans rational not irrational but transrational exercises that transcend reason chanting, for example, is not a rational exercise, but it's not irrational it's transrational it picks up where reasoning leaves off. And the idea is that it comes from above and it's a way in which perfection seeks to make itself known to imperfection. Hmm? That's a perfect method. So to use another example, if the finite wants to know the infinite, how will it be possible? mathematically it's kind of impossible but if the infinite wants the finite to know about it then it could be possible because if it has infinite its infinite capacity to do whatever infinite in all respects so so this is a so this is a perfect method with the folded hands right to 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 understand the limitations of one's own tools not to throw away the tools altogether, but the limitations of them. And then to make them meaningful and useful in conjunction with the dispensation, divine dispensation. So, anyway, receiving that through good company, this is the beginning of the course, if you will, of bhakti. And um, uh, faith, shraddha. bhakti Vinod has done a nice thing by way of also trying to objectify faith that it, so that it could become a more tangible Thing for us, and he's done so by uh, describing sharanagati as the practical expression of shraddha. Hmm? Now, this is where the Bhagavad Gita ends. The Bhagavad Gita ends where Arjuna is now eligible to take up what Krishna's spoken about consistently throughout the Gita as a theme. Ananya Bhakti, hmm? hmm? uttam bhakti, analoid bhakti, suda bhakti, by different names we refer to the same thing. He says Sarbadharman Putya Ja ekam Sharanam Braja. So sarva Sarbadharman means ekam means me only. That means not varnashram where there worship of so many gods and goddesses, hmm? But me only, Hm hmm? by which they also become pleased and are served <laughs> in, 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 a, in a way that's better than, than directly serving them which is thought to be a little less intelligent. but anyway Sarva Dharman put it so foregoing karma and jnana, which are the two tracks of material life we seek to act to acquire and we seek to um, we seek to acquire things and we seek to get away from things often the things that we've sought to acquire that become more of a problem. For us, we we sought hard to get the Prince Charming, and he turned into a couch potato. We want to get rid of him. It happens, right? So, <laughs> uh, so this is the kind of the two tracks of material life, and then we have the systems in the Veda, if you will, in the revelation, to 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 try to take advantage of those tendencies, to exploit, to take, and to renounce the paths of karma, the paths of jnana if we look very carefully at them have uh, uh, efficacy if a little bhakti is added to them Hmm. under themselves being under the auspicious of karma rajagun and gyan sattvagun, they can't bring us to the nirgun. Hmm. but they can bring us within to the niragun if they combine them with bhakti Hmm. so at any rate Krishna says there in the Gita, sarva-dharman-pratya-jamam-ekam-sadhanam, but you give up dharma, jnana, sannyas, renunciation for its own sake, getting away from things, to be shanti, 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 peaceful. It's not enough. Karma means war. This is, I mean, I'm hunting, and look over your shoulder. You're being hunted. Hmm? Jivo-jivasya-jivanam. One living being is feed food for another, the Bhagavad says. It's a very Darwinian perspective, but it doesn't, of course, leave it at that. Hmm? One living being is food for another. So we take, and so we owe, so off to work we go. Hmm? This is karma, that's war. Gyan means peace. So let's make a truce here. Let's stop, we'll stop exploiting, stop taking. Hmm? No taking. So from the movement of karma, by which we're getting going further into debt, We unplug and action ceases and knowledge that corresponds with contemplative life comes to bear. So, as I often have explained, knowledge in a true sense cancels out action and action cancels out knowledge. You follow? In other words, if I want enduring happiness, which we all do, and I pursue it by action in relation to things that don't endure... That's ignorance. Hmm? So there's no knowledge in the true sense of the term in karma, if you will. And and on the other side, in jnana, there's no action. Because if you if you know that the pursuit of things that are temporary is not going to give me the fruit of enduring happiness, then I don't do anything. Hmm? I sit. Um, so Knowledge cancels action, action cancels, cancels knowledge. Krishna says, what? Give up both of these things and do something else that includes action and knowledge. Hmm? And that's love. Hmm? Because in love there's, there must be movement, there must be a significant, in this sense, consciousness other hmm? to unite with in a dynamic sense where the you and the I become we. It's a third thing. It doesn't cancel out the you or the I. Hmm? There's a unity. Love is about becoming one, and it's about two. Two becoming one. Two be, how can two be one? Well, that's love. So, can you explain it? No. <laughs> you have to experience it. How will you tell your children what is love? They have to experience it, or the shadow of it, anyway. So, it's it's mystical in the words. Life really is mystical. It it's not a it doesn't proceed uh, just rationally. Rationally we'd think if I have ten and I give away five, I would have less. But our experience, if we look carefully at life, is when we give, we actually become bigger. We actually get more. There's the, the giving is the the getting. And other people can see it in you. She has more. She's a bigger person. She gave, but he's a bigger person. Hmm? So the art then, really, is to hone the giving tendency. That includes two things. Where I can give the most, which means I have to find the complete taker. And Krishna says, Mom may come. That's me. I can take unlimitedly. Hmm? And therefore, I'm seen as such. The supreme rasaraj, the enjoyer. Hmm? He gives the challenge. What does he say? In the third, in the fourth chapter, hmm. you all know the verse. Hmm? No, no, he, he says, Ye tam- Ye prapadyante tam "As they surrender to me, I have the capacity to reciprocate. Hmm? As much as you give to me, I can give back." Hmm? That's his position. That's not our own. So when we give, but our giving is not uh, fully uh, honed, if you will, the giving. We're giving in places where we can't get back fully. Then we can't experience fully the idea, the truth, that giving is the receiving. We won't experience it. Hmm? Of course, the other side of it is we have to find not only where to give, but we have to give without expectation of return. Hmm? These two things. This is basically, this is the common sense, universally kind of accepted concept, the sum and substance of is is what we're talking about with all these classes and all these books and so forth. It's what the Vrindavan Leela is really, in a, in a, in a, in a very cryptic uh, sense, uh, is, is all about, that the giving is the getting, hmm? and they've given wisely, right, so. Their love is wise, if you will. So he says, "Mom, may come." Hmm? And of course, we go through why not to the gods? Why not stop giving? Because stop to stop? Why not stop taking? Because giving to the gods is taking. The gods and goddesses that represent different aspects of our psychology and our needs, hmm? and 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 what we need to fulfill our ambitions and desires and so forth. Hmm? In, in, the Hinduism is, of course, a very worshipable society uh, or perspective worldview. So, um, so y- 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 it's uh, it's uh, it's kind of a thankful way of living in the world with with gratitude It's kind of a beginning of love. If you uh, if you live in a house and you have you press a button, you get heat, you turn a valve, you get water, right? Um, you go to the mailbox, you get a bill. So there's somebody on the other end. You have to recognize that or the water won't work. Hmm? So we recognize that ourselves are like a microcosm of the macrocosm. So there's a relationship. And uh, to see, we need the sun. So we regard the sun. Hmm? Um so this is just, and this is just the karma mark. It sounds very beautiful, and it is. Um, but it's about, um, if you will, material progress for the most part. When it comes to jnana, then it's nivriti, hmm? then it's moving towards knowledge and renunciation, and not about things, but getting away from things, hmm? as I said earlier in so many words. So, at any rate, the take the, the Worship of the gods is involves taking. I've given an example before when we were young, and we first came to India uh, by our Guru Maharaj's grace, and um, we went uh, we went to Vrindavan. Remember, he let us go for three days, and we couldn't stay any longer because he thought we might make some offense there or something like that. But but uh, the closest market to his, which at the time was a very rural and on the outskirts, kind of in the the forest um, um, property where he was building a a temple. The closest market was the wool market, Loy Bazaar. Hmm. And in the market they also had some some people who sold Tulsi beads and somebody sold uh, ornaments for the for the Murti and so on, the deity and so forth and so on. So, So here were all these Western people shopping and was bringing good economy you know to to the market, hmm? they were very happy with us, <laughs> and so then you come like the next year and some other shopkeepers there, and he's got a picture of Prabhupada in the shop, you know you think hey, he likes Prabhupada, you know so we'll, we'll we'll buy here, no, he likes you to buy there, and he's pretty pretty calculated and so this is like the worship of the gods kind of idea, you know, worship the gods because hmm? it's going to work for me, right? So it's a, it's a kind of a, a, a license to take, so to speak, uh, um, for it to, to exploit. Acknowledge and, and and take. And of course, the acknowledgement requires a little giving, and so there's some tendency to give that's that's factored into the taking. It's the beauty of the karma market. It's kind of a long course, if you will. And you get the highest results, abhramabhuvanatha, Loka, punar, vartina, you become a brahma even, and you could come down. It says if you go there by 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 bhakti, it's one thing. But if you go with there by by karma, again, come down. So you get you're supposed to learn from this. It's a long course, but, but uh, and then so so svardharman putya jama and it means so the other side of it, the renunciation, not taking. Hmm? So taking. Not taking, not taking may be better than taking, but it's not the full face of of loving by any means or giving. Love is about giving, hmm. so he says. ma may come to me, and I've, he's positing a path here now that 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 in which there's movement and in which there's knowledge, because love is the full face. When you love someone, and you know what to do, hmm. and what do you do? You serve them. Hmm. Because he love them. <laughs> so it's... Uh, uh, and Gide, Krishna says it in the Gita himself earlier on. And he reiterates that as well, more or less. Raja Vidya, This is the... It's a secret, but love is the highest knowledge. Is basically what he says. Manabha The chapter ends. Ninth chapter like that. After beginning with... Now I'm going to tell you the highest, highest knowledge. Hmm? So... He says, ma may come sharanam. So sharanam means surrender. And this is an anga, or a limb of the body of bhakti. It's sixfold. So we're trying to, and it corresponds with shraddha, with faith. Hmm? It's the outer expression of this inner kind of intangible thing called faith. That's really the animating principle in life. Hmm? But in relation to bhakti, divine faith, it shows up practically in this form of, well, as I say, sharanagati, it means, to go through them very briefly, accept the things that are favorable for bhakti, reject the things that are unfavorable for bhakti. Hmm? What is the Sanskrit term? Hmm? No, no, yeah, that's a good particular hmm? Anukulyasya, pratikulasya, varjana. Hmm. Anukul pratikul. So uh, this is this is the we we have likes and we have dislikes, all in the manas, right? Hmm? Likes and dislikes. And this is the duality of material existence. I like this. I don't like that. I think it's cold. You think it's hot. I turn up the heat. You you uh, take off your sweater. You know. So this this. Uh, is we're at odds with one another right Mm -hmm. Uh, because we have different likes and dislikes which are all readings of the environment through the filter of the mind and the senses so the mind, the senses are sending impressions as they contact sense objects to the mind and the mind this is the manas an aspect of the antakara in the subtle body it makes these decisions, I like this, I don't like that sankalpa, Bikalpa. So its likes and dislikes form, in, foster the I. I like this, I don't like that. That makes up what I am. Hmm? This is mine, this is, this is not mine. Again, the my forms the I. Nothing really belongs to us, so the I that arises out of it is quite uh, false. Hmm. You can't endure. Hmm. So... Um, Krishna says in the Gita that these things, these good, bad, happy, sad, and so forth, this is a duality that arises through perceiving the environment through the filter of the mind, through the filter of the senses, which is an important point because we think, because we have a mind we can, we can know, because we have eyes we can see, because we have ears we can hear, but actually ears are getting in the way of our hearing, eyes are getting in the way of our seeing, mind is getting in the way of our knowing, we are the knower. Consciousness is the basis of knowing, hmm? not matter. Hmm? Consciousness is the seer. Hmm? C- consciousness, the Atma, is actually the doer also. Hmm? The remote doer. It turns on matter, and matter does. Hmm? But without the without the viewer to turn on the television, it has no life. If it then takes over your life, well, that's a problem. Hmm? And so matter has taken over our life, so to speak. So, uh, the, the, in, in Sharanagati, which is now the, the outer expression of faith, right, you, you, the beginning is, rather than accepting what I like, which is de- de- determined by my mind and senses, or what I dislike, I'll determine by what is pleasing to to Bhagavan, which is what bhakti is about, Anukulesya krish- Krishna, pleasing, t- 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 culture of pleasing activities for Bhagavan, for Krishna. So if it's pleasing to Krishna, then I accept it. If it's not, then I reject it. So this is a new. This is your moral compass now. You, if you're on the bhakti mark, you're no longer on the path of of, of dharma the Varnashram mark, and Krishna said, Sarvadharma and Prityajama. Not that we don't respect it, we do. Hmm? And it would be good to have a society that was set up by the varnasram And so, of course, we don't live in one. And uh, they're not going to vote it in too quick. So, fortunately, we have the dispensation of Mahaprabhu, Harinam, and, uh, and, uh, and, um, and uh, Ananya Bhakti to take up hmm, by the faith alone. Its power is if you have faith in it, you can take it up. You don't need any other qualification. You don't need Brahmacharya, for example, which is required for yoga, according to Yoga Sutra, according to the sixth chapter of the Gita. That's a pretty tall prerequisite just to practice. Same for Gyan, the contemplative life. You need a clear heart to sit and contemplate, otherwise you can't sit. But Bhakti is more powerful, so regardless of your position, she she, she can come to you through sadhusanga and and so now you've you've you're on a path that the, where in the moral life, so to speak, this small g good is is determined by what's favorable for bhakti, what's not favorable for bhakti. Hmm? Sometimes, in rare instances, that may come in conflict with what is thought to be the the, the good in the in the moral sense sometimes. For the most part, they run somewhat parallel, so no problem. But I mean, the point being, is if you live your life like this, that I will accept the things that are favorable for bhakti, when I understand something's unfavorable for bhakti, to re, I will reject it. You'll be a very morally stout person, to say the least, and, and much more. Because as stout, if you will, morally as you could be, gives you no standing in bhakti. Hmm? No matter how good you are with a small g, there was a Brahmin. He wanted to enter in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's kirtan and Srivasangana, and he was very pure. He ate only milk. He was a brahmacharja, celibate person and so forth. Hmm? Mahaprabhu laughed at him. My rasa kirtan, you can't get in there. by That's not the qualification. In fact, you could... Not be so qualified, otherwise, and get in hmm? by humility and and uh, and um, submission, um, hearing submissively, and so on and so forth. So, anyway, the Charnagati. Then here's the beginning. What what happens is, if you now have this new standard, I accept what's favorable. I reject what's unfavorable that dictates my actions. Where have you gone? You have gone beyond the mind's determination of what's good and bad. You now to that extent you have transcended the duality of material existence that's created that's that's experienced through the filter of the mind and the senses. Hmm? This is just the beginning of of Sharanagati. Hmm? So it's it's there's it's sixfold. The center of it is if you will, is, is the, the idea that dependence on dependent uh, upon um, the Godhead. Right? and The narrative, for example, in the Bhagavatam that plays this out is the Gaurudan Lila. So everyone's completely dependent upon him, not the gods, hmm? so forth. So we don't have time. To, I'm sorry, going on a bit but <laughs> answering your question, to go through all of the Angas six-fold of Sharanagati, but it's very beautiful uh, to look at that practically and see those are things you can get hold of, so to speak. With every aspect of Sharanagati, there's a mood that corresponds with it, just like we're talking about the first one. Accept what's favorable, reject what's unfavorable. The mood behind that is is a, is a, is a commitment. It's, a, it's commitment. I commit to this. So, in a small way, our Gurudev at the time of initiation says, do this and don't do that. And I'll tell you the rest later. Hmm. <laughs> do this. So we make, make a commitment. I'll do this. and I won't do that. Okay. I make a commitment. This is the mood behind it. Hmm. Um, and so on. So the, the, those things can be studied. And we're kind of getting a handle, uh, if you will, on what is faith. So it's not you know in one ear and out the other. It's in the ear, it goes down to the heart and changes your life and it shows up in your actions. Hmm. So this is the beginning then, really, of bhakti. Through sadhu we get, in a general way, we get faith and then that faith carries us into wanting to associate with like-minded persons. So now we're in sadhu with faith driving first we were just there, we bumped into them, or they bumped into us, and we got influenced by that. Now we seek the company of those who have that so that it may grow within us, and now we're in the sadha in a little bit more of a conscious space, right, with faith. Hmm? And so then we want to know how how to culture that, and so the practices are taught, and so on and so forth so this is these are in different stages of sadhana bhakti and in that sadhana bhakti there's a place for prayer which is what your question is about and so there's there's a the spirit of the prayer in the stage of sadhana bhakti is prayers that foster sharanagati sharanagati in other sense is this dramatic stage if you will that you need to erect in order for the drama of Krishna Lila to be performed on the stage of your heart. If you want to say coming to a theater near you soon you have to have the stage up in place. So as we go forward in Bhakti then that's what we're doing in this in the stage of sadhana. We're erecting the dramatic stage if you will um, on which the, the drama of the Lila will appear in your heart, in due course. and it starts in higher stages of sadhana, ruchi, asakti, then one enters into Baba. So the nature, the spirit, Jiva Goswami teaches uh, in his commentary, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu and also in Bhakti Sandarbha, of the prayers for the sadhaka are largely prayers like Kunti's prayers. Hmm? Which, as you pointed out in the beginning, aren't talking about Longing for entering into the brajaliya and so forth. They're more about Sharanagati, surrender. Hmm? It's not that she's not a, a rasika. I mean, she she mothered uh, some pretty Rasik sons there, and they're all like purisambandis, friends from the from the metropolitan metropolitan type of friends. Larjun hmm? being the, the you know the the, the, the prime example Draupadi also they're in Sakiras. they're called Purisambandis so they're friends of Krishna in the city and their their friendly love for Krishna fraternal love is not as intense as in the village therefore if Krishna shows some majesty that that fraternity that fraternal love will recede a little bit as it did in the Gita when Krishna showed everything inside of him and Arjuna is whoa Whereas in Braj, Krishna's coward friends, if Krishna lets go over down hill, they go, here, can you give you some help here? They don't think, whoa, he's like different than us. They think we're the same, and he needs a help. I couldn't lift it by myself. Certainly he can. I just defeated him in wrestling last week. So <laughs> you know, they're putting their sticks up and helping him. And, and, and so this is a very peculiar, very extraordinary measure of, of uh, love and in, in intimacy and so forth. Hmm? So you, you you in in introducing your question you 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 talked a little bit about that Kunti's prayers aren't like that not that she's not a rasika she is in her own, own right but um there she's uh, her prayers are more exemplifying and teaching sharanagati control uh, you know the tolerance what what does she say she says bring it on hmm. she says biputa bipatata tat bipratatra What is that verse? Anyway, let the calamities come again and again. Because the Pandavas underwent many calamities in their life. If you look at Mahabharata, there's so many problems they underwent. Let them come because when they come, it causes us to remember Krishna that much more. And by remembering Krishna, then we can transcend the real calamity which is birth, the cycle of birth and death. That's the real problem. All other problems are very, very tiny in comparison. That's why if we want to solve all the little problems of our life that seem so big to us, but when we tell our friends, they say, that's all of you, you want to hear my problems? <laughs> uh, they're very, the, way to, the way to make them small is to step into the bigger picture. Hmm? I told before when I was a kid, I fell in love at six years old. The first time, and then, um, of course, we didn't talk or anything. But <laughs> things were different <laughs> in those times. And then she ended up talking to somebody else, and so it was a problem for me. And, and I experienced that side. Mm-hmm. What do you get when you fall in love? You know, <laughs> you know <laughs> a lot of pain and lots of sorrow. Something like that. It was an old song. So, so. So my mother saw me in this condition and she began to like really philosophize with me and give me the bigger picture and I thought huh that's how you solve the, the problems you get the bigger picture and then you get some relief and these are early you know these things come and go they'll be somebody else you know that's the way it works you know I met your father and you know whatever you know that kind of thing so really the problems are small and the solution to them is to is to get into a sangha in good company, where the big picture can can, can, can continue to be the, the focus. Hmm? And then they become as small as small as our mind is, and the world of our mind. It's very very small. The only reason we're comfortable in it is because it affords us an illusion to think that we're big <laughs> and important. <laughs> and so, we're, we, if we have to come out of that, we'll be small. Problem. Hmm? But the. But the truth about it is when you come out of the small world of your mind, and it's very small, hmm? it's small because for you it's good. Nobody else may agree with it. There may be a couple people. What you're good and bad, happy and sad is, is a very small picture. But you expect everybody else to live inside of it and be comfortable. And even you're not comfortable in there. You know, It's very unreasonable. But again, if you come out of that small world of the mind, you see how small you are, but you see the one who is actually big. And he happens to be very friendly. Also, so come on out, <laughs> Bhakti says. Come on out of that uh, world of the mind. It's a very small, narrow, narrow place. It's a, it's a, it's an inaccurate reading of all the possibilities in life. Come out and see me, and see what your possibilities are in relation to me. Hmm? So, uh, so anyway, Kunti Devi's prayers are very nice and very appropriate uh, for Satakus Prabhupada lectured on them at some length and then um with his permission his students made a book out of those lectures also. And um then by contrast, of course, in Bhava Bhav the Bhakti is characterized by longing. Hmm? So if you got the stage in place, then there's the longing for the drama to begin and for the next act and, and so forth. There's Sadhana Bhakti is is, is Bhakti performed with the senses so bhakti comes onto the senses and engages our senses but bhava bhakti has the which is which is the mature form of bhakti comparatively has an emotive component not just an active component so sadhana bhakti or bhakti in practice is kind of like an apprenticeship we go through the motions we hear the philosophy we're motivated hopefully by that and we should be motivated by the philosophy not not, we shouldn't join the group because of our feelings, because the group is teaching us, don't trust your feelings. <laughs> don't trust your sentiments and so forth. And that's uh, that's uh, giving you a false, false reading. So the initial idea for Dembo Vedita is to s- spiritualize the intellect, the hm? so that all that's going on in the manas, this like this, I don't like this, can be seen for what it is and can be transcended. Hmm? Instead of expecting a community where everybody's going to like what you like and, and, uh, and uh, it's a recipe for, <laughs> for being uh, disappointed, if you will. Hmm. Uh, so so the Gita is there trying to fortify the uh, and spiritualize the intellect. Prabhupada called it the civilization of the intellect and he called it the Bhagavatam, which I would liken to the theological sequel of the Gita. He called it Civilization of the soul itself, the Atma itself. Now, it's by using, by being directed by spiritual intelligence, then you come out from the world of the mind and enter into the possibilities of the Atma in connection with bhakti. Hmm? And possibilities are uh, enormous, extraordinary, right? That you can be so close to Krishna, like those friends of Krishna, like the Gopikas and so forth that we hear about. And so, at any rate, Bhava Bhakti is a longing to participate in that. It's an appropriate longing because the stage is, has been erected, which is, takes considerable trouble, if you will. If someone comes to you and says, um, says, "Say, come to me," and say, "Swami, I'd like to go to India," and I say, oh, "That's a great idea. Do you do you have a uh, do you have a do you have your visa?" No. Do you have a passport? No. Do you have a job? No. I say, okay, so you want to go to India? Here's what you do get a newspaper out here or get on the internet, look for a job. No, I want to go to India. What are you talking about? Look for a job. Get a job, get some money hmm? so that you can get, at least buy or borrow it or somebody. you got to buy a passport. Hmm? And then you've got to get a visa, too. Passport's not enough. Hmm? Atmaram is not enough. Sukadev had a passport he was Atmaram. Hm. It wasn't enough. He needed a visa from the other side as well. So when you anyway, when you get your passport when you get your visa and you got a little money in your pocket, you gotta buy a plane ticket too. Hmm? And the Indians aren't just gonna feed you over there. <laughs> so so you gotta got in fact they might ask you for some money, you know, coming from a first world country. <laughs> So, what kind of watch you got? That's usually when we first came. Let <laughs> me see your watch. It surrounded the airport by hundreds of poor people, you know, and, and it, was, it was very touching and endearing, actually. Um, and give me your watch. So why not? You know, we're living in a timeless world of Krishna bhakti, Vedanta, <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. So. <laughs>
1: Oh, oh, Krishna.
0: <laughs> so, where were we anyway? Yeah, so hmm? Yeah, so if you so if you so if you want to go to India, then if you got your passport, you got your ticket, you got some money in your pocket, then I say okay, let's well, let's talk about it. Let's get the travel log out. Let's look at the here you could go here, you could go there. And still I give you all that. I'm talking my my experience in India but you don't know until you go there and get dysentery. Then you've been to India, you know, further west. You've been there? Okay. I got it. You can't get that from a travelogue. You have to go there. So if you, if you want to go, enter into Krishna-lila, and such a high uh, realm of krishna Leela that Mahaprabhu's dispensation is about, to enter the Braj, this intimate realm, um, then um, one has to allow time for bhakti to qualify one. Bhakti qualifies one hmm? gradually. Nothing can qualify one for bhakti. It would be superior to bhakti then. Hmm? Bhakti has the power to qualify us like nothing else can qualify. Therefore, it has the power to enter into our heart even if we're not qualified in other ways that one might be for yoga or jnana or, uh, or, or what may be, the, may, may be the case. So, as explained by sukadeva in the bhagavatam bhakti param bhakti param hmm? bhakti comes into the heart and bhakti takes out the kama hmm? lust for things for whatever hmm? that's driving us and replaces it with with uh, with with Im- spiritual emotion so uh, if you want to decorate your house you hire the interior decorator to come in, and you're all excited what they're going to put on the walls and so forth. And so they rip up the rug, <laughs> you know, and uh, throw this out. I thought you were going to decorate my place. And first we got to get rid of so many things. Then first the cleansing, then the decorating. Bhakti does both; it cleanses and then it decorates. Hmm. Hmm. Krishna comes into the heart in the form of his name, as I said sometimes, and he sets up a sh- shop there. In the heart are all these multinational corporations with big lights and signs and promises, and they know what you're thinking, because they've they've tracked you on the internet. Hmm? So they're like, oh, you want this? Here it is. Here it's over here. Get it there. And all these things he's trying to. And and Krishna comes in in the form of his name, very quietly, very humbly, like a sweeper, like a bungie, you know, the bungie, a sweeper. Hmm? He comes in like a sweeper, and he's selling brooms. Who's going to buy a broom when all these? <laughs> They're magic brooms. Yeah, so you, you, you say, okay, I'll take a broom. Okay, he's a nice guy. I'll take the broom. Sweep. There's a little sweeping, and then the what? It's the, the light of the atma. Hmm? That alone can make all the multinational corporations just unplug entirely. Just the atma. But but not only is he. Revealing the Atma, but in the context of bhakti, with Him as the object, hmm? and he sell the sell the broom. The broom is anyway the bhakti. So we make some effort, and, and we see not only ourself, but ourself. The nature of the Atma is such that its its nature is that it lends itself to nurture. So now we're being nurtured or malnurtured by the maya shakti, and we have an identity that's arisen out of that. If we get nurtured by bhakti, by the sarup shakti, that's a different environment. That's the whole environment of the lila. Hmm? The lila runs under the influence of the sarup shakti, the internal energy of Krishna. So if we come under that influence, we're nurtured by that, then then we can really know what the atma is. You can't understand a thing unless you understand its potential as well. And if it has a nature that lends itself to nurture, what it can be with the proper nurture, what is its highest uh, possibility. Hmm. So this is our high ideal. And if you want to go there, then you have to allow time for bhakti to qualify you. I don't want to say you want to qualify yourself, but let bhakti come in, which is, it's not hard. Hmm. So put up your hands like this. I need help. My own instruments, hmm. mental physical, intellectual, they are not they're counterfeit. They don't can't they don't have any purchasing power in transcendence. Now if you come into my heart then I can use them. They can be used in your service so they can have application. And then so the qualifying of oneself is this sadhana bhakti, moving from unishta, unsteady practice to steady practice as as this acceptance of what's favorable, rejection of what's unfavorable becomes more and more the focus and so forth. Hmm? Then practice becomes nishta, fixed, steady, then and this means the intellect is also involved fully, not just the senses. And then taste comes, ruchi. Hmm? Hmm. Now we start moving from Sharnagati to start starting of longing, that characterizes again bhava-bhakti. So Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsitthaka, for example, used to say, first deserve, then desire. So first get this sharanagati in place and then naturally some spiritual longing and sense of where I'm going starts to come in. And it's appropriate to long. for Because now I've got my ticket. Now I've got my visa. Now I can look at the travel logs. And I can long and I go, yeah, I'd like to go there. Yes, I'd like to go there. It makes sense then. Hmm? Prior to that, well, you might want to focus on Queen Kunti's prayers or even something lower than that, and with is pertinent to where you are. If you go into the mall, as I sometimes said, you want to go to room 108, you've got to look on the map. It says room 108 is way up here, and what else does it say? And you are here. So you have to know where to go, kind of conceptually, and you have to know where you are, and then you have to focus on the next step here in terms of I'm going there. You don't just focus on the step, but the step in relation with remembrance of where I'm going. Hmm? Something like this. So anyway, as Sharanagati becomes more in place, and Sadhana Bhakti is is perfected, and we enter into Bhava Bhakti, then the longing. Now that said, there's some longing in, in, in Sadhana Bhakti, and of course, Sharanagati, or surrender, is fully in place in Bhava Bhakti. So there's some overlapping slightly that's appropriate, especially as the bhakti and sadhana becomes more uh, developed. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Queen Kunti's prayers are like that. And another thing about prayers, of course, is that there are like prayers like this from the gita that we can take and we can recite. Understanding them properly, of course, is going to help us get the most um, from them. Mm-hmm. And that's a powerful form of prayer. Um, then one can pray oneself as well and make up a prayer. And the, particularly the way to do that is first, that you, you, we are to, if we're going to play, pray to Krishna, for example, we, and we say something nice about Krishna, you are such and such. Hmm? It is here. And then we say, and I am such and such. Hmm? And that should be truthful. That's one thing about praying. When you pray, you know where you're at. As soon as you pray, then all the the, the 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 shortcomings you have—they all like to come to the mind. It's just very clear, okay. And I am like this, and it's real clear. Hmm? So and therefore, and I would like hmm, this. Hmm? I would like to act in such a way that my guru would be pleased with me. Hmm? So I ask, you are all powerful. You give me the power to do that, hmm? and. My, that I can, act, well, I'm just giving a prayer, but that I could change. Hmm? Sadhana is about change, changing your life. Because you're not happy anyway, so you might as well try something new. Hmm? right? Radically, if you want to be radically happy, right, with your hair standing on end, then you need a radical approach. That's what sadhana bhakti is about. It's not a part-time thing, hmm? It's 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 this it's the hub around which my life orbits. It's very very beautiful. If you can say honestly, I'm a sadhaka. Don't try to be a siddha. Try to be a sadhaka. Hmm? The proverbial good devotee is better than wanting to be the great devotee. <laughs> Just be a good devotee. Hmm? Uh, it's a very glorious position to be a sadhaka. To, to be a to be nityabada. Still wandering without a compass, without a rudder. Hmm? My godbrother Vishnu Janmarish used to say, The distance we have come thus far before meeting our Gurudev is far greater than the distance we have to go from this point on. Indeed, at that point you've arrived. Hmm? Just stay close to there, within those parameters that he or she gives. Keep her his company. Hmm? Follow that example. It's beautiful. Hmm? Why not? Right. Get strength from that practical example. The 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 practical example, embodiment of the theory, bringing it into the practical in your life. Hmm? So that distance is short. In fact, you're already you're really already there. Now, it's just a question of a little a little time to develop it. Uh, M- mature so you're, you're you're ripe you know not well you're ripening let's say you're, you're blossoming <laughs> anyway it's shorter distance from that point onward now you have good good guidance right now you've been wandering under the influence of karma this the world is driven by that but the force of bhakti is also in the world always so you come in touch with that then Sadhu Sangha, Sadhu Sarva Shastri Lava Matra, Sadhu Sarva It's a little bit of that it goes a long way, right? So, that help? Some thoughts about Kuntis, prayers, etc. <laughs> okay, well, nice to talk with you all. What's the time? Okay, so we'll stop there. Shishi Guru Gorangaki Jai, Srila Prabhupadki Ki Jai. Gorana madhava ki jai, gore bhakta brindakija. Go Wa would pray manan.